You're listening to the Project Nerd Podcast Network, home of murder. Wait, no, that can't be right. Oh, no. Home of murder, she joked. And murder. Have you or a loved one recently been involved in a convention-related tragedy? Did someone else show up in the same cosplay as you? Did your wife find out that instead of a worker cheat, you actually spent the weekend at Anaheim Marriott with a bunch of other grown men dressed as characters from My Little Pony? Were you or a loved one involved in a heinous murder at the paws of a furry? We can handle all of that at the law firm of Chad, Brad, and Tad. Call 1-800-A-CON-JOB for more information. Murder, She Joked is an improvised, untrue crime podcast. Everything you're about to hear is completely made up. If you like what you hear, please give us five stars and write a nice little review. We are thirsty. Oh, I don't think I was supposed to say that out loud. No, that was just supposed to be implied. Okay, um, enjoy the show. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Murder, She Joked. My name is Clarissa, and this week, you're joining me from the glamour of my grandma's basement. This week, we've got a real special episode for you, featuring murder, intrigue, and furries. That's right. It's a special episode because this week features furries. Inspired by my most recent fascination, Sexy Beasts, we're going to be exploring an infamous murder in the furry community of one Abigail Stringman. Abigail was a small girl, and she loved to dress up as a tiny bird. She went to a furry conference in Miami, Florida in 2017. Little did she know it was going to be one of the last nights of her life. On the show today, we have a close friend of Abigail's. Her name is Darlene. Everyone thought that she flew into a glass wall, and that's how she died. But obviously that wasn't true. Right, because even though Darlene had very carefully crafted wings, they were not capable of actual flight. Also, she wasn't as dumb as a bird. She knew the difference between glass and the outside. It's a common misconception that Abigail was not a very bright girl because she often spoke in tweets. However, uh, we... Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, 120 characters or less, usually. Right, but she was... uh, 
she was a, a straight A student in school, right? And uh, what was her major in college again? Do you remember? Ornithology, the study of birds. Oh, right. That explains it. That ex Thank you so much for refreshing my memory. Now, let's... I know this could be hard for you to talk about because you were her best friend. Um, but you did uh, find Abigail uh, and you did witness the crime scene. Uh, and so let's talk a bit about what you saw that day. Well, I was um, wearing my character, who is a 10 foot tall lizard creature who I've liked to call Grump. And I wear him because I like to feel powerful and a little bit clumsy. Um, you see, my mom trained me as a ballerina and everything in my life was so precise. And Grumpf was a bit wild. And um, his tail was always knocking people over. And I liked his big feet uh, because sometimes I would step in like, garbage or big bowls of spaghetti or, you know just I would get messy and I would feel out of control and it's a good release for me but um I stepped on Abigail well I can see this is really hard for you to talk about Darlene so we actually have a lot there were a lot of campers at the conference that day who did witness the scene so why don't we just cut to some of the footage from from that afternoon I like the look of your tail feathers. Oh. You got some great tail feathers there. Thank you. <laughs> did, you yeah. did you glue those on? It looks like a very good glue job. I did. I, I used hot glue. I used a lot of hot glue from, from Michael's. It's really breathtaking. I, I, could, I could smell your potpourri scent. It's beautiful. Thank you. Actually, that's what I do to afford tickets here is I make potpourri um furry themed potpourri this one is um, furry themed well yeah. i'll have you know i'm a furry myself i, I gathered it's called dirty elmo <coughs> excuse me hi would you like a picture with me <laughs> yeah that's, i've been workshopping it that's impressive would you like some potpourri Sure, sure. Just hold my uh, my bad sack. It's got uh, okay. It's got my disposable cameras, and it's got my dirty comb for my fur, and it's oh. got the bottle I use in case I have to go when there's a line. Ah, it's full. That is full. That is. Full. I like that you can lift that. You got a strong back. And I it's like that. Warm. It's very. Oh, warm. it's fresh. Yeah, you don't, you gotta empty it out when it's cold. If you empty it out when it's hot, you can get a ticket. Oh my, great. Oh, um, okay. Um, you know, I actually, I, I think I came here with my friend. I don't know where she went. Um, I can't see. Oh, there she is. I see her. I see her. Darlene! <clears throat> Darlene, hey, hey, hey. Come here, come on, come here, come here. <clears throat> So, so it's it's not Darlene, it's Grumpf now. Oh, I'm so sorry, Grumpf. 
Grump, I saw her first! You better back off! No! Oh my god! Don't... It's it's okay. She... Grump is... Grump is just my friend. It's Darlene. But she's... But she's Grump. No, no need for competition. And you know what? It, it was lovely meeting you, uh, Dirty Elmo. Come by, you tickle my belly later. No. We're I good. I don't know if I want to do that. You know what, Abigail? I think these things are very progressive, but this guy is whack. He I'm going to hit him with my tail. He has pee in his backpack. Ow! <gasps> oh, you spilled it on me. It's so hot. Oh, God. And it smells. So you're the strange man, the dirty Elmo, that we heard in that audio clip just now. Please introduce yourself to the audience, if you don't mind, uh, because right now it's, it's all just a big mystery who, who dirty Elmo is to us. Yeah, well, my name really is Leonard Shelby. I'm from Hoboken, New Jersey. Every day I take the ferry into the city with my favorite furry, and then I try to make some spare change. It's what I love to do. Oh, so Leonard is is being a furry a career choice then, in your case? Not just a, a passion, but a career? Well, I like to think that I've always been a furry. I remember my very first Halloween, and my mother gave me my very first costume. Leonard, I've got you a little bear suit. Was that a little roar, Leonard? Roar! <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to get fully nude before you put it on, Leonard. Keep your underwear on. <laughs> oh, I'm dirty! <laughs> okay, Leonard, I think I'm going to take this away. I don't like how you're reacting. It feels good when I'm inside it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you a little devil's outfit instead, Leonard. And let me take this off of you. No! Oh, you bit me, you little bastard! <laughs> oh, so. Uh, so you've been a furry, not just in your adult life, but in your entire life. I like to think that even before that day, I was a furry. Proud. If only my mother could see me now, she probably, uh, would have had her eyesight back. Now, Leonard, I, I feel like I have to ask you this question, and it's just because I believe everybody who's listening is thinking this. What part did you play in the murder of Abigail Stringland? Well, I was the one who videotaped it, of course. But oh, as I told the police, my footage got stolen. Oh, so the videotape that was found one day at the library, just available for checkout, didn't come from a security camera or a newscast. It came from your personal videography yeah that's right i had my old over the shoulder 
Very interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought this was a bit weird, and so I, I thought it was a, a good idea to uh, track down the person that uh, was in possession of the videotape when I found it at the local library. And that person was Joanne Larson, the local librarian. Uh, she was the woman who lent it to me. It, the year was, um, I mean, it was years later that we found this tape. Uh, I read in the news that the, the girl disappeared in 2017, so we found this tape. It was January 2019. It was right after my second husband left me, um, and I had just done my resolutions. And one of my resolutions was that I was going to start bird watching. So I, I know that we have a fairly extensive bird uh section at the library so um, I went over to it um, just to just to pick up on some things so I was looking through all the stacks um, and I found a lot of good a lot of good things you know bird calls what color to paint your your bird house to attract all the birds there's a whole book about that you, colors are a very important thing to birds and then um, nestled in between bird friend and my bird is my lover. There was just a little uh, uh, mini DV tape, um, and it was labeled. Uh, you remember mini DV? Those ones that are really. The ones here. You put them inside the bigger tape, and then you put them inside your VCR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, which we have all of that equipment, luckily, at the library. So I was, I was in luck. The tape was, it was in pristine condition. A little mini DV tape, but it had like slapped on it, kind of crooked. Um, written in purple sharpie uh, it just said dirty Elmo does the bird and that seemed innocuous it, to me it sounds pornographic in nature what is that what drove you to watch the tape yes thank you for being vulnerable with us Joanne please continue I just I... yeah so I, I I just wanted to see you know, I'd been studying all these bird things, and I just, birds were my whole life. And as I said, I just, but I got divorced again. So I don't know, I was looking for some kind of thrill. Um, so I waited until the library was closed. Um, and I got, you know, the VCR set up. I got the little mini DV tape, and I put it into the bigger tape, closed the lid, shut it. Static and everything turned on the TV. Oh, yes. No, very familiar with that sound. I sat, you know, watched, had the lights off because I just the shame of it all. I was, it's 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 odd, and I didn't want anybody to see me. And and so anyway, so I I hit play, and what I found was, well, it was at the end, so I had to rewind. I said, what did he say? Where's the word? Everybody's doing the first word. Okay, that was that was that was really entertaining. You said that. 
you wanted to buy some potpourri, so I brought some samples. Um, did you actually want to start looking at those? I've got some good options. I've got this one is just says says moop it. I was inspired. Moop it. By, no, yes, don't was, bring that moop it no, by me. I'm no. allergic to moop it. Moop it. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Get that moving away from me! Oh. It makes me so sneezy! Okay, it's it's lavender and, and rosemary, but that's okay. Oh, it's... it doesn't matter. Muppets, Muppets, I'm allergic to all of them. If okay. I see a Muppet, well, you better have a bucket, box of tissues, because Miss Piggy, I got the boogers coming out. You, okay, so you don't like Muppets. Muppets are Muppets. Okay, I just am curious. Is it... Is it because there's not a person inside? You know, there is a person. It's just, you know, and the... What is so offensive about Muppets? I'm just curious. It's not offensive. I don't understand it. Whenever I see a Muppet or a Whoopet, I can't stop sneezing. It's nothing I like. I'm a furry. You know the amount of Kermitty frogs and Swedish chefs that are around. Oh, I wish I could get a picture with them, but I can't. I just start sneezing loudly. Okay. So you don't want to see, I have others kind of in this series. Um, I've got uh, a Gonzo scent. (laughs) No, not Gonzo. No. Oh no, his schnoz is going to be as big as my schnoz because I'm sneezing and rubbing my nose so much. We won't look at that one. Um, we do have, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy being green. Uh, oh, no. God. Oh, no. Oh, no. My face is so red. No. Okay. All right. Okay. I have one more, and maybe this one won't be as offensive. Um, I this hope one, so. This one is called Underneath the layers of my heart of Fraggle Rock scent. No, I hate it! <coughs> I'm dying! Oh. Uh. oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Okay. Oh, it's me, Grump, just walking down the hallway. What's Grump. that by the window? I can't see. Grump, oh, it's me. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we just uncovered a lot in that in that uh, short amount of time. So, why don't we take a little bit of a break from our commercial sponsors? While we digest, and when we come back, we'll finish up our tale of how Abigail Stringman perished on that fateful day at the Furry Conference. This episode is brought to you by the library. The library has a reputation for being boring or a place where nerds hang out. We're here to tell you today that the library is cool. We have books for every situation. For example, if the sound of my whispering voice is making you feel tingly and aroused, you can learn more about that in our sexual deviations and unusual sensations section. On the other hand, if the sound of my whispering voice
this feels like a physical assault on your ears, check out our pet peeves and phobias section. Reading is sexy. Reading is deeply unsettling. Reading is cool. Take a visit to your local library today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us after that commercial break. Now, I'm sure you were a little bit surprised by the way that last scene before the commercial break ended. I just wanted to bring back Leonard, uh, otherwise known as Dirty Elmo, uh, to clarify what happened in that scene because it looked as though he may have died. Hey, hello, everybody. I'm back. <laughs> Can you please tell us uh, how you survived that fateful day? What happened to me was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. I was face to face with a Muppet, a Muppet, and a Gonzo. Last thing I remember, I was having a peaceful dream, and then I woke up in the hospital. But before I woke up, I had this odd recollection. Now, when I was in my dream, I noticed that I was back at the scene of the crime. But I wasn't at the scene of the crime. I was in a city, and there was a big lizard, maybe a Godzilla, and he was smashing and stepping on stuff, and people running, and people screaming. And then I looked to my right, and there was a parrot, and it was on my shoulder, and he went, Mark, oh no, he's gonna stomp on those people. And I looked at the lizard and said, oh no, he's right. And I turned back and it was a camera on my shoulder. I don't know what it means. Next thing I woke up in the hospital. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, that kind of brings us to the second part of this. And I'm not sure if you ever saw that video that you took that day. From what we can tell, it just kind of randomly showed up in a library. But it sounds to me like even though you were fighting for your life in that moment, you recalled a very particular detail about the fate of Abigail Stringman. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but she was in fact crushed to death. By crushed to death? Friend. My goodness! Crushed to death? That's a tragedy. Oh, I had no idea. Now, I've never seen the videotape as it went missing after I recorded it. See, I was videotaping and then... I came face to face with a Kermit the Frog. I woke up about three hours later and my camera was there, but the film was gone. How mysterious. Leonard, Leonard, darling. Are you still wearing that Elmo suit? It's not a suit, it's my skin, mother. Oh, father. Are you wearing underwear underneath that Elmo suit? Of course I'm wearing my underwear. God would forbid if I took it off. Thank God you mentioned God, darling. Love you. God, I love you. God and you, my love. I'm your mother. Am I really your love? We should talk about this next time in family therapy. Every time with the therapy! Circling back to Abigail's cause of death, do you recall witnessing Grump crush Abigail? Well, now that you think about it, in my dream, 
the dragon lizard looked just like Grumph. Now, I don't remember the initial incident, but in this dream I just had, I can positively say it was Grumph. And, uh, was there anything menacing about Grumph's presence? Anything lingering behind Grumph's eyes that would insinuate that the accident was, in fact, more menacing? Maybe that it wasn't an accident at all? Well, I did notice that attached to the long lizard tail was a bird feeder. And it looked like it was covered in ketchup or red paint or something. I don't know what it meant. So you're telling me Dirty Elmo had a dream about me or something? Not about you, per se. He had a dream or a vision on the day that Abigail died of a giant lizard-like monster crushing the city. Uh, wielding a blood-soaked uh, bird feeder uh, behind its tail. I just thought it was very suspicious, and so I just wanted to get your perspective. Did you and Abigail ever quarrel? Us? Well, no, but there was that one time. You were a little chaotic today, Abigail. Well, I just, I just got so out of sorts. And I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I've been working so hard on this potpourri and I just wanna like, I, it's my passion, but at the same time, like being the bird is my passion, you know? And I just, there's just so much going on. And I, and, and you know what, honestly, I made one specifically for you. Darjeeling Darlene and you said that it smelled sucks. like trash. It sucks and now you said it sucks and I I don't think you understand the time that it takes to put potpourri, like to make potpourri. It's not just like you get the wood chips and then you spray stuff on it. Well yeah, actually it is. But you know, but there was a lot of heart that went into that and I just, I'm a little, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Because I went out of my way to make that for you. Mm -mm. I didn't want it. I said I didn't want it. I like natural smells. I like cleanliness. I don't like wood chips in my house, Abigail. Okay? This is part of your chaotic energy that I do not like. You know what? It's not really a chaotic energy. Maybe you're just uptight. Did you think about that? Maybe you're just... So tightly wound. Can't have wood chips. Everything's got to be in alphabetical order. I am order. tightly wound, Abigail. I was a ballerina for 15 years. Pirouette, 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 pirouette. I'm so that, whitely town. That um, vein in your forehead is throbbing again. I do, maybe we should just take a step back because this is just a lot right now. And I know, I know we're talking about the ballet stuff and that always gets you going and I, I not everything spin, is a ballet. Spin, 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 chaos is coming. Oh my God. 
I can't talk to you when you're like this, okay? I can't, I can't. I mean, it's just I'm, like, I. I'm gonna turn into Grump now. You happy? Okay, I'll put my feathers on. Maybe, maybe our characters can have a conversation. Grump is me. I am Grump. Not a character. Okay. Hey, Grump. I'm having a problem with my friend, Darlene. She seems to be really tightly wound and obsessed with ballet. Even though she didn't get to make it, she trained her whole life, and then guess what happened? She tore her ACL. And guess what they don't take? They don't take ballerinas that tear their ACLs. So her whole dream was ruined. And guess what her mother did? Her mother made her eat an entire jar of peanut butter. She hates peanut butter. And I have a hard time talking to her now. What do you think I should do, Grump? Grump thinks you should just lay down on the floor and die. So yeah, we've had some minor fights. It was a very interesting story you just recounted. I have a follow-up question. How did a ballerina that's trained their entire life to be the epitome of grace and poise misstep so terribly that they would crush their best friend? First of all, everyone thought Abigail ran into the window. Yes, that's what everyone thought, but it was never proven. Second of all, as I said in our first conversation, I just like to be a little bit of a chaotic presence in my grump persona. And so I like to just let my feet fall where they may, let my tail hit whatever it hits, and no consequences may befall me. I'm loose as Grump. That's it. But you did mean to kill Abigail that day, didn't you? Didn't you? Just admit it. We're all thinking it. Fine. I did it. As a ballerina who trained for 15 years, these feet never go where they're not supposed to go. You caught me. And I don't regret it. Abigail was always poke, 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 poking at me. At my worst traits. At my worst memories she had to go she couldn't let me be loose she made me wound up so tight and when i saw that dirty elmo fall to the floor and she was paralyzed in shock normally as that bird creature she's just beep, 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 moving all over just like beep, 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 beep. when she was paralyzed i knew that was my moment her. And she was such a small girl. So small that my 
feet attached to my ten feet costume crushed her instantly. And it looked like she just ran into the wall. So sue me. So sue me. I got rid of an annoying bird creature at a furry convention. I think I should get a round of applause. That's really sick, Darlene. It was you who got rid of the tape, too, wasn't it? You tried to hide the evidence. Yes. Saw that little MIDI recorder after it was done, and I knew. I knew I had to get rid of it, so I snuck it in to the county library where no one goes, into the bird section where I think one person looks. Nobody's a birder, please. That's so boring. Just right into the shelf. And it has been, what, four years, five years? No one suspected a thing until you, you and that nosy librarian had to come sneaking around. Darlene, you've really crossed a line. That library. Some really special people go to that library. And thanks to that library, we've now captured a murder. I have something to tell you. I think it was me. I was eating a banana and I threw the banana peel on the floor. When I woke up, she was dead and the banana peel was still there. Take me away. Leonard, it's totally fine. We spoke with Darlene already. She admitted to the murder and she was completely conscious of the fact that she committed it. So you're okay to keep living your weird, creepy life. Thank goodness. Goodbye, lady. Oh, Leonard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a wild, weird ride. We ended up catching a murderer in the process. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's Murder, She Joked. Join us again next week for a, a tale of intrigue, murder, and one that hopefully involves fewer feathers. Thank you and good night. Today's episode featured Rachel Wilson, Dana Danielli, Libby Gens, and special guest Jason Edwards. Editing and production by Dana Danielli. Music by Megan Rose.